0: Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of So You Want to Talk About Leadership where I'm your host, Tony Miller Jr. Today we're going to be talking about gratefulness. So I want to just start off with the definition. See, gratefulness, it's a feeling or showing an appreciation of kindness or just being thankful. See, I'm going to take a different angle with this episode as we dive into the letter G in our leadership alphabet. See, we're going to talk about gratefulness because there are many professional benefits and personal benefits of gratefulness and gratitude. But today I want to talk about how these two largely synonymous words can also put life in perspective. Now, I'd be the first one to admit that I, I took some things for granted. I take some things for granted. And one of those things that I used to take for granted until after my first semester of college was family, whether it be immediate family or extended. Now, now don't get me wrong, I didn't take it for granted in the way that I was, in a way that I was ungrateful for a great family, but I just assumed everyone had a great family set up or structure. See, the great thing about gratefulness is its ability to put everything in the proper perspective. And sometimes we have to pause and take a step back to truly think about all the different things all the different reasons that we have to be grateful to hop to my college story. Now, like I said, I had a great family structure. My mom, my dad, my sister, my parents to this day, been married 30 plus years. My sister and I have a great relationship. And so going to college, I was kind of naive to the fact that everybody didn't have great families. Now I was naive, but obviously I wasn't stupid. Like I understood that, There were divorces, there were single parent households and things of that nature. And obviously I had friends in middle school, friends in high school who were products of single parent households, or they were raised by their grandmother or their grandfather. However, I always assumed the structure or more so the relationships were still good because a lot of my friends whose parents had been divorced, they still had pretty good relationships. Now, obviously there are specific situations where I may have known about, but even then, overall the relationship was good. And so it wasn't until after I finished my first semester of college and really my first full year of college that I realized that I should be really, really grateful to have the family that I have and also have the relationship with the family that I have and not just my immediate family, but my extended family. Because in my first year of college, as I met different people from different parts of the country, different parts of the state, I realized that everybody doesn't get along with their mom and I'm not talking about the typical teenage, you know, disputes and disagreements, whether it's because of curfew or you think mom and dad are just being too tight on you, but it's just, they, 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 they didn't want to speak to you. That they, 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 was a lot of different things going on that you wouldn't expect when, even from an extended standpoint and, and people's relationships with their parents just weren't, they weren't great. So talking to friends and learning a little bit more, I actually went back to my parents and I just said thank you because I never realized how good I had it because I mean, my people, we weren't rich by any standard, but I never worried about where food was going to come from. We always had it, a warm place to stay a meal or right. We, we never had to worry about any of those things. And so we were, we were well taken care of, even though we weren't rich or or wealthy or anything like that. And so, like I said, sometimes we have to take a second or two and put everything in perspective and think about everything that we have going positively in our lives and understand that we should be grateful for what we do have. So when you're done listening to this episode, I want you to write down 10 things you are truly grateful for and also challenge you that if there are people a part of those 10 things, to call or text them and just say thank you. And if they ask you why or like what, for what, just say I'm grateful that you are in my life. Now, now peep this, now this hit me out of the middle of nowhere this week, but I want you to think about how these questions or small phrases, mostly questions can provide so much perspective for you. See see life in my opinion is one of the biggest things that we take for granted. So if you're if you're listening and you are over the age of 21, that's something to be grateful for. If you're over the age of 40, that's something to be grateful for. And the reason I say that is because we look at our lives and we do a lot of comparing and a lot of contrasting to others but we don't we don't take life itself as a blessing. Or we don't view it or categorize it as something to be grateful for. And as I said earlier we I think we take it for granted. See, according to the National Center for Health Statistics, in 2014, there were about 2.6 million total deaths, and 137,588 people died before they reached 40. And so to break it down into some smaller numbers, to put it in its proper perspective, I want you to listen to this and ask yourself, are you taking really just your life, your day-to-day life, the ability to be able to wake up and breathe, and and in order to be seen and not viewed, are you taking that for granted? That year, according to these stats, there were 23,215 babies who died before their first birthday. There were 18,666 children or young adults who died from the ages one to 19. And then 95,707 people died between the ages of 20 and 39. So again, that original stat: over 137,000 people in 2014 didn't make it to the age of 40 or 23,000 plus babies didn't make it to see their first birthday. So imagine the pain and agony that all these families went through just in these, just in the deaths with those that didn't make it to their first birthday or to their 12th birthday or their 19th birthday, to age 21 or to 40. I want to keep going and I want you to continue this to think about it and all of this stuff, I mean, it can be rhetorical or you can answer it after the episode when you have time. But I want you to think about this. I want you to answer this question. Do you have a job? Or were you able to keep your job during the pandemic? See, according to the World Economic Forum, approximately 114 million people lost their jobs due to COVID-19. 114 million people lost their jobs due to COVID-19. So if you were able to keep your job, not miss a check, regardless, if it's enough money to cover everything or you're still scraping by, or what have you, you didn't have the stress of losing that job or the anxiety or the reality of losing that we may have all had the anxiety or the stress of worrying about if we were going to lose it. But for those of you listening, who did not actually lose it, that's something to be grateful for. And now I'm just going to run through the, the rest of these phrases and really mostly these questions. Are you married or in a successful, romantic relationship? Do you have at least one child? If you called your mother or father today, are they alive to pick up the phone? If you called your mother and father today and they are still alive, would they answer? Because just because they're alive, it doesn't mean that they'll answer because as I said earlier, what I learned my first year in college, everybody's relationship with their parents, It's not great. It's not good. They're not on speaking terms for whatever reason. And so the fact that if you have your, if your parents are alive and you know that you can pick up the phone and call your mom or call your dad, just to shoot the breeze, that's something to be grateful for. Do you have a place to lay your head at night? Do you know where your next meal is coming from? Do you ever complain about not having anything to wear? But as you're complaining, you're standing in a closet full of clothes. How do you get from point A to point B? Is it your vehicle? Regardless, I don't care if it's a 1992 Honda Accord, which is a great car, by the way. But regardless of whatever the vehicle is, how do you get to point A to point B? Do you have to worry about how you get to point A to point B? If there was a medical emergency, that cost a thousand dollars. Would you be able to cover it without borrowing it from someone or putting it on a credit card? These are all things that are happening every single day that I think we take for granted and we don't understand the blessing. We don't understand that we really should be grateful and thankful for these things. See, your answers may not be on the positive side of each of these questions. You may not be able to say yes to, hey, if there was a $1,000 emergency, I would be able to take care of it without asking for money. That may be the case, but if you still had your job during COVID, if your parents are still alive and well and you can communicate with them, if you still have your house, that's something that you're still able to be grateful for. Everything in life is not going to work out for us, but when we stop, take a step back and reflect on everything that we do have and what we should be grateful for, it 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 changes things. See, this message is about challenging you to be grateful for what you do have. No matter how grim your situation is right now, there is someone who's willing to switch places with you in a heartbeat. Don't take life for granted. Don't take your family for granted, your mom, your dad, your siblings. Someone would kill to hear from their mother, their father again. Don't complain about having only one child. There is a couple who would love to hear the words mama or dada from the lips of a child that they have. I'm sure you might hate your job but not once did you have to file for unemployment during the pandemic. That's not true for tens of millions of people who did have to file for unemployment. So I'm telling you, quit comparing your lives to others and complaining about what you don't have. Although the word grateful is an adjective, my challenge to you today is to let it be a verb. Let it be a state in which you live in. Let your gratefulness be action. So when things don't go your way, you're able to put everything in its proper perspective and be grateful. When we are grateful, it puts us in a more optimistic frame of mind, which is good for our emotional and psychological well-being. And, and I know that this, this has been a heavier episode than usual, but as leaders in life, it's so important that we are grateful for what we have And even more so grateful for what others do for us or have done for us. Let people know that you are grateful. Say thank you. Send a thank you card. Shoot a quick email or text. Because at the end of the day, it's worth it. And you never know how far your thank you, how far you appreciate it, how far your thank you card or your note or your email or your text. You never know how far that's gonna go and the impact that. Not only that it's going to have on you, but the impact that it's going to have on others. Because believe it or not, people we do like helping each other. I just want to thank you for listening to me. I hope that you're able to just stop, pause for a second or two, and think about all the things that you should be grateful for and not worry about all the things that you want and don't have. Because like I said earlier, there is someone, regardless of how grim your situation looks, regardless of that, there is someone who would love to switch places with you. And as leaders, we have to be optimistic. We have to model the way. We have to make sure that we set the example. So as always, be the leader that your peers need to see.